Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm Daniel, and this week I'm joined by Monica just to talk about a couple geek things that's happened over the last week or so. So without further ado, Monica, what's been going on? Hi. Um, you know, just been doing the photog thing, taking pictures of people, um, working on some geek fashion stuff for Temple of Geek, and that's about it. So I saw that you posted some another article about uh, a photo shoot. So, yeah, I did a couple photo shoots recently, um, and they were geek fashion. Usually, um, most of my photo shoots are like cosplays or engagement photos or babies or something like that. But um, the last couple shoots I've done have been Mm -hmm. geek fashion, and I really was inspired to make geek fashion more um, mainstream, I guess, and getting it like, oh, just making it something that you wear every day in your normal life versus just on the convention floor. Because for me, like, I'm always comfortable on the convention floor being head to toe wearing my fandoms, uh-huh. but not necessarily like, you know, back when I had a regular nine to five job, I didn't wear my geek to work. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I always had to have a suit on and things like that. And I didn't always have like the ability to share my my geek love in my work attire. Oh, I hear you. And so I did with my, my little geek socks that I wear every day to work. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes like, like you said, it's incognito. You have to hide it. And so what I did is I worked with, um, Jordan Denae and, uh, and with like Katie York and a couple of, um, other different people on like ways to style it so that you can wear it to work or out on a date or running around town, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal is to, you know, showcase that geek can be mainstream, that geek can be everyday, just as fashion, just as uh, fashionable as like, you know, anything else that you see in magazines. And so I did some photos um, to try to, you know, showcase that. And I posted them today on our blog. Awesome. Now, is this going to be a regular feature that uh, our readers can expect to see? So it, I'm trying to. This is the third one that I've done for Temple of Geek. Um, I did one, you know, where it was like more of a clothing review, mm-hmm. but I wanted our clothing reviews to be different where like it's actually like us real people wearing the clothes and I did a photo shoot for it. Like, you know, no altered images, nothing like from the company where they like Photoshop it. It's just my photos of these people in these clothes and what it really looks like. And um, so that was the first installment that I did. The second part of it was um, I took a bunch of pictures of some of the fashion that I love that came out of Gallifrey One. And I showcased some of it um, because a lot of people didn't, you know, do the cosplay thing. They just dressed up in their geeky Doctor Who fashions that they put together, which was absolutely awesome. And I snapped pictures of them and I posted it um, last week. And so this week... uh, you know, I did the photo shoot, and hopefully I'll be doing some clothing reviews coming up soon. Awesome. Yeah, what's been going on with you? Uh, not much. <laughs> Haven't been doing much. No, actually, uh, I, I've been on oh, vacation for my... Re- <laughs> You've been posting some photos. <laughs> I've been on a, a, 
a little mini vacay from my job, so just been kind of uh, chilling at the house. I've been posting all sorts of things. Um, there's this little tiny festival going on in Austin right now called South by Southwest, um, which I'm actually shocked that you've never heard of it. Uh, it's been like, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. It's been going on. It's, it's like a long time. It's like this giant, it started off as this huge music festival, and it's become a giant multimedia event where they they showcase movies television games music i mean you walk around downtown austin and there's music being played in every single bar you have panasonic out there sony out there demonstrating their technologies uh dell was out there uh google had uh these electric taxi cabs that were driving around town um i took a couple pictures of those so i'll be posting those here you know, probably in the next couple of days or so. I still got some pictures that I haven't posted yet, but uh, yeah, it's a crazy event, um, and it's one of those things where the passes or to get into that place is ungodly. Uh, if you were to buy your passes back in September of last year, I think it was, they were eight seventy five per festival. Wow! So you can get uh, so you can get a music pass, a media pass, or a uh, movie pass um, and each one is 875 or you can get the all-encompassing pass which is called the platinum pass that covers all three for 1100 if you were to walk up so like you know friday and sunday when i went out there if i was to walk up and go buy a pass that day for the rest of the, the show it would have cost me uh let me make sure i'm giving you the right numbers here it was like 1800 dollars for a platinum pass My goodness. and 1300 dollars for uh, the individual passes. Uh, the cool thing is, is this is, you know, most conventions like San Diego comic con and other conventions usually last a weekend. Uh, this show stretches from March 9th all the way to March 18th. It, it's almost two weeks worth of events happening in downtown Austin. That's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. I mean, uh, like this week it was pretty much all the movie stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure I was out there. So they, there was a lot of uh, different types of promotions for different movies and television shows and things like that. Um, there's going to be music all week long. You know, there's music events pretty much all week. Tonight, that I'm sounds actually, really exciting. It's it's really cool. I mean, you know, you can sit out there and you can enjoy a glass of, you know, alcohol or whiskey or wine, whatever the heck you drink, and just listening to some good music. A lot of places are free. You know, so like I did what you like to call lobby con. Where I just walked, yeah. I walked out there and did everything I could that was free. Um, because there's no way I can afford eleven hundred dollars right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but you just you walk all around downtown and there's every place seems like something's going on. Um, That's really exciting. I'm sure tons of people come out for it. So the local businesses are probably loving this. Oh yeah, that they're they're like. This is like I'm pretty sure what they wait for every year. I mean, every restaurant's packed. Uh, restaurants are taken over. Like there's this one restaurant in Austin called Bangers, which is a sausage house, and okay. Nerdist took it over and they turned it into what they called Nerdist House. Nice. And, and so I was out there. I, that was one of the places I stopped at and visited the the Nerdist crew and took pictures out there and uh, got some cool little memorabilia. Um, it, Nerdist just, always does a really good job. Yes, wherever they go, they do. And I was really upset because after I left, about two hours later, Jessica Chobot and company showed up. <laughs> oh, nice! 
<laughs> so if I would have waited, hung around or came back, I, I would have probably ran into them. That's um, awesome. Great. They're regulars on the, you know, uh, Southern California convention scene. So it's nice to see them out and about. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and what's what makes this kind of really cool for me is, you know, y'all have San Diego Comic-Con, this really big thing that I really want to go to. And I have something that's really close by to me once a year. Um, so it's just, it's just kind of cool to have something like that here in the Texas area. Um, it really is. Texas flies their nerd flag really high. It's really great what you guys do out there. And it's, you know, Austin's one of those, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard the motto, keep Austin weird. Uh, and yeah. there, there, there's some weird things that happen out in Austin and it's, it's probably the best place for an event like this to take place. That's awesome. But yeah, it's it was pretty cool. Um, I might actually be going back next Saturday. I haven't decided yet. Um, there is a gaming convention, or I guess you would call it a gaming festival going on. It starts Thursday and ends on Saturday. I won't be able to attend Thursday or Friday because unfortunately i got to go back to my uh, in-real-life job. Right. <laughs> but um, Saturday I'll probably swing down back to Austin and um, go check out that uh, festival for gaming. And there's going to be like Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, uh, all the big players are going to be there in, in the conference center and they're going to be doing gaming amazing. things. So, Ooh. but that's, what's been going on in my world. <laughs> so, it sounds like a lot of fun. So that's great. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a blast. Uh, just me and my wife going out, relaxing and having a good time. Awesome. So one of the things I kind of want to talk about is some of the things that maybe has been happening out at uh, South by Southwest. Uh, the first things first is uh, Ready Player One actually had their world premiere uh, last night, as a matter of fact, uh, not of this recording, which would have been Saturday. Um, Steven Spielberg, Ty Sheridan, uh, the author, uh, Ernest Klein was out in attendance, and they basically premiered Ready Player One for uh, the South by Southwest crowd. Of course, you had to have tickets and one of the platinum badges to get in, so <laughs> I couldn't attend right, that Right, so you didn't get in. <laughs> but what I've read online is that this movie is actually has gotten pretty positive reviews. Uh, everybody that has seen it has been very strong that that or has been saying that the movie is going to be pretty amazing. It and that's what I've seen too on my feed. Like it's been coming through all day, like all over social media about like just you know how great this movie uh, was and how it's gonna how it's like it feels like Spielberg at his best. Yeah, like they they're saying that this is like 1980s Spielberg back in back in the game. So wow, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see this. Uh, one of the things I read though is kind of funny. Um, the movie's all about technology. It's about this virtual reality world and about how technology is taking over your lives and stuff like that. And while they're watching the movie last night, the uh, projector had technical difficulties and they had to restart the movie uh, three times. <laughs> So, uh, one of the interviews, uh, Spielberg said that that was like the most anxiety he's ever had at a world premiere ever. Wow. That's gotta be really rough. Like when this is your baby and you've been working on this and you know, to have something like that go down. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Not to mention the employees that worked there that were like, what the heck? We can't get this going. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what theater they showed it in, but I'm pretty sure that theater was pretty embarrassed. Oh, I have no doubt. So yeah, that's that was pretty cool. I can't wait for Ready Player One. That comes out uh, March 29th. 
Now, while I was there, I got to do what was called the Ready Player One experience. And it was actually really cool. You, uh, you first you have to check in, you have to go through line, you have to give your driver's license information and all that stuff because they want to see who's there. And of course, you know, they're going to probably bombard me with uh, spam and all that stuff in my mailbox. But, um, once you get checked in, they give you a RFID tag that you wore on your hand and or around your wrist, I should say. And that RFID tag had your gamer tag. So like they asked you to give like a gamer name or whatever, whatever, like what would you name your avatar? And of course, right. I, I used my gamer tag that I always use on my Xbox or PS1 or whatever. And or PS1, I mean PS4. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so we go inside and you're taken into this warehouse looking building and once the doors open up it looks like you're in uh wade wilson's wade wilson's let me start that over <laughs> wade wilson's <laughs> freaking deadpool um they open up the doors to this uh warehouse looking thing and it looks like you're in wade's van the main character of uh, ready player one and in his van they have all sorts of memorabilia from the 80s they had like posters of uh like indiana jones and and the little uh gold statue that he took off the the mantle in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark when the boulder started coming after him. I can't remember what that statue was called, the little totem statue. Right, um, right, that's awesome. They had uh, Rubik's Cubes and uh, Etch-A-Sketch and Light Brights and, and all sorts of things that you just remember from the 80s and 90s and stuff. How and fun. Once you go through his van, you walk down a hall and it's just a, it's a, it's a dome of lights, uh, it's like a tunnel that you're walking through with all these neon lights and mirrors and everything and uh, has Ready Player One shining up through the wall on the other side. And once you get through that, you're in this giant room. And in the room, in the middle of the room, they had uh, the Iron Giant. He's just standing there. Ah, uh, that's so exciting. <laughs> the DeLorean was in the room with us. Uh, there was a bar there serving drinks. There was hostesses walking around with, with Twinkies, passing them out and giving them to people. That's so fun. Um, all over the place. There was memorabilia. There was uh, They had a Nintendo set up. They had old school televisions set up with you know anything that you could think of from the 80s. Rainbow Brights, dolls, all sorts of things. Um, and I got a couple pictures of it. On one of the back walls, there was... Uh, there was posters of the main characters from the movie. They they took eighties character or eighty character posters from like uh from like movies uh like Back to the Future and Predator and things like that. And they used the characters from the real movies or from this movie in those movie posters. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. So I get it. I get it. So basically, like for Predator, instead of seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger, you see the character Wade holding the gun, and it says Wade up at the top instead of Schwarzenegger. Um, That's so it's really cool. I mean, it was just, it was really awesome. And they were giving away these posters. Uh, they were called Magic Eye posters. I don't know if you remember Magic Eye, but there were these scrambled pictures yes. that you couldn't see anything. And you had to like cross your eyes to see a hidden image. Yeah. And if you were colorblind, you would never see it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so they had three different types of posters there. Uh, one represented the copper key. One represented the emerald key. And the other one represented the crystal key, which are... Uh, big key points, no pun intended, from the movie. Nope. Um, so I was able to score a couple of those. They were limited to 4,000 posters each. I never got the copper key. I couldn't find the copper key poster, so I was quite upset about that. Um, oh, I'm actually bummer. on the hunt right now looking for one. <laughs> so if anybody knows of anybody who has one, I'm hunting it down. You're like, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I 
that Ready Player One experience was amazing. Um, so back to the RFID tag that they gave you. You scanned it on different things in there. So like you could scan it on the arcade games to play the arcade games that they had in there. So they had Pac-Man and different games like that. Um, and you also could scan it to play these trivia games. And you answered a bunch of like 80s trivia, 80s and 90s trivia. So it was different questions like who was the main character and who's the boss or the actor that played and who's the boss. And, um, How funny. Things like that. Because that's what the, the movie is all about, right? Yeah, like, it's all about nostalgia. Trivia. Yeah. Um, when you played those games, your gamer tag got a score associated to it. And the longer you stayed in there and played the games, your name would go up the ranks, kind of like how it's going to be in the movie. You know, Wade's character builds and collects the different Easter eggs and stuff, and his name goes up in the ranks on the ranking board. So that's what was happening. This actually sounds the... like a really cool video game. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I mean, you're playing these different games and stuff, and you're just watching your name go above other people's uh, avatar names and stuff. And basically, they were these names stayed on the scoreboard. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the person who had the highest score won a prize. So I don't, I don't know what that was. I didn't stay to do all that, but I, you know, I played a couple of the trivia games and played a couple of the arcade games. So it was, it was pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, sounds little, like you had a good time. Yeah. Those that little, sounds like a great experience. Those pop-ups are freaking awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. And of course I'm excited about this movie. So that was just really cool to go see. I saw today that um, Ready Player One is going to be at uh, WonderCon. Oh, really? So the, the same experience is supposed to come to WonderCon, um, w- which would be really exciting, except this is the one con of the year I have to miss. Um, Temple of Geek will be there. Aaron, Jose, um, and Dave will all be there. But I have to miss it because I have a wedding that weekend. <laughs> I'm not getting married. I'm attending a wedding. But it's a very <laughs> special wedding. And I cannot miss it. Yeah, those are those are important. So I, you know, totally understand that. But you're going to miss Ready Player One. I know. <laughs> but there is the pop up um, challenge that you uh, told me about happening here in Hollywood on Hollywood and Vine, I believe it is. And it's, it's supposed to be like a maze of some sort that you're supposed to get through. Correct. Um, so I got some tickets for that. So awesome. I'm going to go ahead and uh, check that out. Yeah, I totally, totally recommend anything from this movie to get you hyped, uh, hyped for it. Um, I read the book, uh, listened to the audio tape, so you know I've, I've got it pretty fresh in my head. Um, nice. This movie's going to be awesome. Um, they said it doesn't follow the book very well, like they've changed a bunch of key things from the book, but the feeling and the themes from the book are still there. So I think it's going to be, it's definitely a Spielberg movie. <laughs> so nice. Um. The last thing in that experience, so as you leave the experience, you can either exit out of the building or go down another room, which takes you upstairs into a another area where they did the VR experience. And what they did was they strapped these VR helmets on you, and it, they basically brought you into the Oasis, which is the main uh, uh, virtual reality in the movie. Um, so you got to see what the Oasis looked like. You got to go to the bar and the, the club that they, you saw in the trailer and things like that. Um, all really cool stuff. If you have it in your area, totally recommend it. Um, I think they're going to probably do a couple more of these pop-ups, uh, especially in the Hollywood area. So yeah, if you're, if you can get to one, I would try it out. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Um, the other 
thing that was at South by Southwest that I didn't get to attend because I spent about three hours looking for it yesterday was the Westworld uh, experience. Now, uh, are you a big Game of Thrones fan? I am. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, I figured you were. Uh, <laughs> so, Game of Thrones isn't coming back out this year, as you're aware. Yeah, I know. They sent it by Raven, and apparently the Raven is taking its sweet time. <laughs> so, basically, HBO is all in on Westworld this year, because that's going to be their, their big show after Game of Thrones goes off the air. And right, right. HBO really did promote the crap out of Westworld at South by Southwest. They they went ahead and built a five-acre version of Sweetwater. I don't know if you watch Westworld. but I uh, do not watch No, but explain it to me. Okay, so <laughs> Westworld is about this. Basically, it's like Disneyland with robots, and it's in a Western world. So these people pay large amounts of money to go to this 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 world, this reality, to escape their real world, and they can stay as long as they want, and basically just live the life of a cowboy, or and play whatever. Is it like a virtual reality, or no, is it they're actually there? It's a land. It's a it's a it's an island or something like that. I can't remember if it's an island or a piece of property that they built. It's thousands and thousands of acres that they have all these robots there, and these robots basically. Uh, on a daily basis, play a script. There, it's like think of animatronics at a uh, Disney World. Okay. But these robots are lifelike. Like you can talk to them, and they'll have a conversation with you. Uh, you can do other things with them. I mean, if you get my idea, you can <laughs> because that's a big part of the uh-huh. show, of course. Um, Interesting. You can have adventures with them. You can. Uh, they're just they, they look human you can murder them you can actually kill them and they bleed and you, you makes you feel like you've actually killed somebody um that's creepy yeah it's it's pretty cool uh not the killing part but the show itself it's just kind of talking about you know the whole morality of human beings and stuff like that so that's what the theme of the movies the show's about so hbo built a five acre miniature version of westworld in austin it wow. Was a, it was in an undisclosed location. And what you had to do is you had to go sign up. They issued you a cowboy hat and they bust a cowboy you hat. <laughs> yeah, they issued you a cowboy hat and they bust you out to this secret location in Austin, Texas. And once you entered the location, you walked through these doors. They look like old western doors and once you walked in, you were in Stillwater. You were in the town of Westworld. And there you could do whatever the heck you wanted to do. You could Go to the bar and drink drinks. You could go to the uh, barber shop and have them give you a shave. Uh, Shut up! <laughs> uh, you could actually go and, um, like, one guy I was reading. Go here, cray cray. <laughs> this guy on his Twitter feed said that he took his hat off, and inside his hat, he actually found a uh, a card that had a clue that he went and solved this puzzle and. The puzzle gave him a coin from a, a one of the post office or something like that, and he got a letter and a wanted poster and some other things up against him. So it was basically like an adventure that you got to either play along with finding clues and solving puzzles and things, or you could just relax and chill. Um, 
That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And I searched for hours and couldn't find it. And then as I left Austin, you know, of course, you sent me that message. And I was like, son of a... <laughs> So yeah, I was, like, I was so close, but you really were. When I saw you post that, you can find it, and somebody on the Temple of Geek feed on Instagram posted that, you know, <laughs> that they found it. I was like, oh no, I had to tell Daniel. Yeah, I was I was searching for hours because you know me and my wife we definitely wanted to go do that, um, but we never found it. But I heard a lot oh. of people had a blast. Uh, yeah, props to HBO. Um, I totally hope they do that again next year because I would be all over that. <laughs> My goodness. So, uh, tonight, which is Sunday night, uh, it's the day of, you know, the day of this recording, uh, they're doing a cartoon network on the green, which I didn't go back out for, but, and basically what it was, it went from nine to, or from six to nine and they, they, they showed a, a new Teen Titans cartoon that hasn't been aired yet and some other new cartoons that's coming out. Um, a new a, Teen Titans? It's not the movie? No, not yet. The movie doesn't come out until, I think, summer. Um, yeah. So there was like an unaired Teen Titans episode or something to that effect. Um, oh, okay. So they were actually um, not Teen Titans. Teen Titans Go, the TV show. Yeah, Teen Titans Go, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was coming on tonight and some other... I can't remember what it was. It was like Ben 10 and some other uh, Cartoon Network cartoons. But uh, that was a free event for families and stuff to come out to. So they were there. And, uh, they were doing games and giveaways and all that. So I was like, you know, I don't feel like going to Austin again today. Because <laughs> it's about a, uh, it, for me, it's about an hour drive. Um, I know that's not bad considering where you come from in California where it takes like freaking an I was hour. like, do I say or not because like an hour is nothing like in california an hour is like it's nothing it's definitely worth going i'm just Daniel, you should have gone back nah i've 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 done enough this weekend um like i said they're 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 running strong again all this week and then uh next weekend they're gonna have a couple more events going on so i'll probably be back there next weekend but i think i'm done enough this week and i spent a lot of money for me not oh, having I'm... any tickets, I spent a crap ton of money. Um, I was at the DC booth yesterday, you know, taking pictures of the Batmobiles and stuff that they had out there. And I found out that uh, uh, Dan Jurgens was out there. Uh, Dan Jurgens is the artist on Superman. And nice. so I walked up. To, he, it was free signing. He was doing a signing. So I had a poster and had him sign my poster. And while I was out there, uh, they had the... Uh, the first, uh, it was called the 10-year anniversary of the DC animation animation movies. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen some of those, some of the uh, yeah. the Batman and Wonder Woman movies Batman. and things like that. They're the ones who um, created Harley Quinn, right? Correct. So uh, Paul Dini and... Uh, created Tim's... for the... Batman the Animated Series? Yeah. Yeah. So they had the 10-year anniversary box set on Blu-ray, which contains the first 30... Uh, D- uh, DC animated movies um, so it was like Batman The Dark Knight Returns uh, Flashpoint Paradox uh, uh, I can't even remember all the movies that was in there uh, Batman Harley Quinn and some other ones so I ended up buying it it was $175 which it's going to retail when it comes out for uh, 
Wow. So I went ahead and picked that up while I was there. Um, you weren't kidding about spending a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, just eating alone and gas driving. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah, gas, uh, gas and food cost cost a pretty penny. But um, the little gifts that I bought too was, you know, was enough to put a strain on my wallet. I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. Um, but here's another thing that kind of upset me. So Dan Jurgens was out there. I got an autograph from him. As I was driving home, I was just happened to go onto uh, DC's Twitter feed, and I saw that not even an hour before him, Brian Michael Bendis was out there. He's he was the author of Amazing Spider Man. Or not Amazing Spider-Man, but Ultimate Spider-Man. He created the Ultimate Universe for Marvel. And he just jumped ship, and he's now part of DC. He's going to be writing Superman for DC. So he was out there. An hour before him, Jim Lee, one of the greatest artists of all time, was out there. I know who Jim Lee is. He was out there. And then the night before, uh, Frank Miller was out there. Wow. I was like, oh my god, I should have been hanging out at the DC booth all freaking weekend. All right. So, yeah, it's just, very exciting. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, I couldn't keep up with all of it, but it was awesome. So enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. Talk no, about... I mean this is all exciting stuff. Yeah, it was it was cool. I I, I was very happy that I went. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad. So I guess that's enough about me gushing about the the weekend. Let's talk about movie trailers. <laughs> yeah, let's see movie trailers. So, so the uh, oh oh go no, ahead. go ahead. I'll I was just gonna say after out. the you you and I were talking, uh, you know, t- tweeting back and forth to each other during the Oscars and stuff, and a lot of really great trailers came out this weekend. Yeah, there was a couple. There was uh, um, the one that I actually well, actually I did watch both of them. Um, I didn't watch the uh christopher robin the night of i watched it a couple days later which actually looks like it's gonna be a cute movie it looks really cute yeah and it was i think it was more of a teaser than it was a trailer because i really don't know what the story is going to be about like i guess christopher robin's older and he grew up it looks like yeah so it's gonna be interesting um Pooh looks like he's a live action that's that's also kind of cool yeah he looks like a little teddy bear like an old raggedy one but the teaser that kind of shocked me was the Mary Poppins one. I love that one. It looks really good. So, Mary Poppins. Now, was I the only one that saw Mary Poppins flying down the sky and instantly thought, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people thought that. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. That was a cute little Guardians moment. So yeah, Mary Poppins, Christopher Robin, both of those are going to be uh, new movies coming out. Uh, those are both coming out this year. I'm really excited about Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. I love Emily Blunt so much. And I also love Ewan McGregor. Like, I've had hard eyes for him ever since I saw him in Train Spotting. Like, God knows when. Like, in the 90s. Yeah, that and was so, uh, way before Star Wars. Oh yeah, way before Star Wars. Um, So, I'm really really stoked and really really excited to see uh see what he's gonna do with this disney movie and he just he was just in beauty and the beast he voiced um lumiere in beauty and the beast so it's nice to see him working with disney again well you know what that means right no what does it mean <laughs> he's working with disney so he can get back uh, in good graces so he can do his obi-wan trilogy 
I don't think he was ever in negative graces, okay? Obi-Wan is, like, what held up the prequels, okay? Hey, Obi-Wan was amazing. I loved Obi-Wan. I'm just yeah, there was a whole there was a whole stint where he was kind of bashing the prequels. Who was Ian McGregor? Well, you know, a lot of people bash the prequels. Like Natalie Portman still hates him, but one day she'll come around. <laughs> just like Aiden Christensen. Well, she, well, uh, she... <laughs> she said it almost ruined her career. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're a huge fan of the prequels, but. It's just hard for me. It's hey, hard for me to love them. Without the prequels, we would not have known Darth Vader was Luke's father. <laughs> I'm super going to roll my eyes at you. But a cute story. My kid, my six-year-old, he does not know that. That you know. Have you he not only... showed him the original trilogy yet? No. So he, sh- he saw them before, like years ago. I mean, he's six. And so, in the last couple of years, we've had The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rogue One. So, he has seen more of that. Uh-huh. Um, we show him a lot of the Lego um, Star Wars movies that come out, because they're really adorable. Uh-huh. And so, he knows who the characters are from from that. And he also has uh, Disney Infinity, where he plays all the different Star Wars characters. So, he's familiar with all the characters, but he doesn't know about, like you know, the prequels and episodes four, five, and six. To him, Star Wars is Ray and Finn. Like, that's where he started, you know? That's, that, like, where his most recent Star Wars memories are. That's understandable. And so, yeah, and so, like, the other day, he was like, Mom, did you know that Darth Vader killed his father? And I was like, uh, he was like, Darth Vader's a bad guy. And I was like, yeah, he's a real bad he's like, that makes me so mad. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I ha- when I show him this, like, he's going to be so upset. Did you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father? <laughs> and Kylo oh Ren's god. grandfather? Oh my god. This is just going to be too much for him. I don't know if my poor baby can take it. And Leia's father? I know. Like, let's not get started on that. So, yeah, this will be interesting for my little one. You need to get him involved with more in Star Wars. You need to get him at least seeing the original trilogy. Now, I can understand yeah. your, your hatred towards the prequels. You probably will never show him those. But at least the original no, I trilogy. Will, because I still watch the prequels. Like, you know, <laughs> I own them all. It's still Star Wars. It's still a great story. I just had issues with parts of those the acting and just some of the direction I went with. The stories themselves, I think, are great. Oh, the stories are amazing. Oh. Like, I'm, I don't have a problem with I'm all about Last Jedi. I don't know why fans are going bonkers over that story. I thought that story was amazing. You were undecided. You were totally undecided right no, after. You don't remember what I said. I I'm said, I don't know how back. to... I said, I do not know how to process my feelings, is what I said. No, and you had all kinds of issues. I'm glad that you have come around. My issues... Did you play my that issues, podcast episode? My issues were, were with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. I still have those issues, but I thought the story was great. I think I'm I even said that in that podcast. I'll play it back. <laughs> we're going to play it back. We're going to be like, what did Daniel say? <laughs> 
I remember saying that in that episode. But, <laughs> but since we're on Star Wars, um, Star Wars Rebels had their series finale the other day. Uh, yeah. Last week, as a matter of fact. And it was freaking amazeballs. <laughs> is that your um, professional opinion? Yes, that is my professional opinion. Um, just the last, I don't know, they, they had a... All sorts of things happened in the ap- episode. That, I mean, it was just too much to go over. But the last 30 seconds was an epilogue, basically, that kind of told the events of where where everybody was at after the show was at, over. You know, after the events mm-hmm. of the show. Right. And you find out most of these characters survived the Battle of Endor. So that means there is a potential that these characters exist somewhere in the Force Awakens universe. And I'm kind of excited about this. Because that still holds my my potential of Rey being the daughter of <laughs> Ezra and Sabine. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I've had I have I've had that uh, theory a long time ago, but I was like, that'd you know, be really just... interesting to find out if you're right, and then we can say, hey, remember he said it on this episode. He said it here first, right. which I'm pretty sure everybody in the their moms probably say it on the internet. But do you think? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not an original thought of mine. Um, oh okay. The internet holds all. Apparently. What was I going to get at? Oh, yeah. the One of the coolest confirmations of that episode was to find out Rex. That there was a, a long time ago, there was this uh, thing going around where, uh, I, I don't know if it was a petition or just a rumor or whatnot, where in Return of the Jedi, there was this, there was this uh, rebel soldier that wore the rebel gear with a big old gray beard. He was just an old old man with a big old gray beard and everybody was like you all need to make that captain rex y'all need to make that captain rex well this episode basically confirmed that captain rex was there fighting alongside luke skywalker and han solo so that so that was their way of saying yes that was him in the movie that's really that's a really cool nod and like a really cool little thing for the fans um you find out harrison doula was there also fighting uh alongside luke and all them um in the battle of endor uh, she may not have been on the planet. She may have been in the ghost or whatnot, but she was there. So that was that was really cool. Um, Sabine and Ahsoka. So Ahsoka was a character that they created for the uh, Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. And right. she became a super huge fan favorite. Uh, right. She, she had a very sad uh, exit from the Clone Wars cartoon where she basically left the Jedi Order. And she's made several appearances in the Rebels show. She uh, fought Darth Vader trying to turn Anakin back. She found out Anakin was Vader, and that was kind of a heartfelt moment. Well, she comes back in the final episode, and you find out that she survives past the Battle of Endor. And her and Sabine go on a mission to go find Ezra, um, because Ezra pretty much sacrifices himself to save everybody. Uh, So yeah, it it was a pretty cool show. Fans, I'm pretty sure, were going nuts to find out that Ahsoka still lives. Which is great for for fans, yeah. Correct, and I mean, and and you know, she's a strong female character. She's a very strong female character. A really cool character. One of the coolest ones I've ever that's been created so far for the universe. Actually, um, she's just a really awesome Jedi. Well, she's not really a Jedi anymore, but she's just a really awesome Force user. I should call her. She wields uh, two lightsabers that are both white. Um, yeah, she's just awesome. A, a great character. And Sabine's also it. a cool character. 
Um, but yeah, that was a cool episode. I know you still haven't watched Rebels. You need to watch it. I will. I absolutely will. It's four seasons long. Go for it. <laughs> I'm on it. This is like two weeks in a row we're like telling you to watch Rebels. No, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm totally going to watch it. I absolutely will watch it. And I'll be tweeting away, like, you know, my feelings on it. I know we kind of talked a little bit at the beginning about things that was happening on the website, but is there anything else going on on the website that we should let people know about? I mean, there's always a lot going on. We have our two podcasts that come out every week. And then we have artist interviews every Tuesday. We have our cosplay has been a big thing for us. We have like a really great um, cosplay community and followers and, you know, the cosplay community. So Thursdays, we usually do kind of like, you know, cosplay tips. We're going to start doing a little bit more of that, like how to get started in cosplay. But then Fridays, we really like to showcase other cosplayers. Um, We like to showcase some of like the best cosplayers, um, both those who buy their cosplays and make their own and just, you know, some of the fantastic things we see out there in the cosplay community. Awesome. Um, also, and I just remembered this, uh, there is a uh, post coming out this Wednesday. It's one of the features that I do. It's called the most awesome uh, social media sites to follow. Oh, I love that one. Um, this Wednesday, uh, we're going to have a, a very familiar person you've all seen us talk about her uh, numerous times so uh she'll be uh the who is it the feature this week don't want to spoil it check it out on the website wednesday who is that i um, want to know <laughs> also on thursday uh retro rebel podcast will be releasing their next episode uh, i can't believe it's already been 48 episodes since we started that ep- uh podcast but uh, oh, that went fast. Yeah, it went really fast. Uh, this week, though, Ret- uh, Stacy's going to jump headfirst into the Pillars of Destiny, while Amanda takes a hatchet to every enemy she meets in Wolfenstein. So you Love might want to listen to that episode. Uh, it's going to be pretty funny, and you know how those guys are. So check them out Thursday. It's going to come out uh, 10, 10 a.m. Central Time. And I believe that's going to be it. Awesome. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we cut this episode loose? No, I'm looking forward to our next episode and to, you know, finding out what's going on in the Greek world this week. And maybe next week I'll be a little bit more prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're fine. I was on a vacation, so I just wasn't really prepared for anything, but we make it through it. We'll make it through it. Made it. We made it. And on that note, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templateofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I've been Daniel. This is Monica. And we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.